what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 223 of the Good Kraken podcast. I am your host today, Devin Stanford, aka Brevin the Dude. And I am also joined here. I forgot to change the date, sorry. Oh, 227. 227. 227. 227. 227. 227. 227. 227. 227. Shark Daddy for pros. Yeah, 227. It's 227. Shark Daddy for pros. It's 227. Episode 227, guys, not 227. It's my my Shark Daddy pose. I just want to point out that's not my fault. No, no, it's not me. It's not me. 100% Eric's fault. 100% Eric's fault. A fine, fine Tuesday, gentlemen. Fine Tuesday. Um, Yeah. We're out here with it. And uh, how how are you doing, Devin? Uh, You know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, one of my uh, predictions came true today. So. Oh? That Microsoft would win the court case. It's bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Well, we, we won't <laughs> dive into it too much now because we're going to be talking about that later. But, uh, but uh, um, <clears throat> PlayStation but, yeah. Larry, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, we're going to dive into it, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> um, we are also joined here today by. My beautiful little little cherry blossom, who also forgot what episode we were on, but then corrected us. Garak Bartholomew. Itan. Itan. Oh, hi. Oh. Hello. <laughs> are, we in, are you wearing a Rams shirt right now? No. No, okay. Just a... Los, Los Angeles reckless. reckless. Gotcha. He's so yeah. reckless. Gotcha. No, no worries. No worries. <laughs> Uh, how you doing, Jake? How you doing? Uh, I, you know, I was on a little, I was on a little vacation, and I was in Oregon for a little bit, visiting some family. It was there for a funeral, but it was mostly there for a vacation. Where I pretty much, uh, what happened was, my cousin was like, "Hey, I got a trailer. You want to stay in that instead of at my mom's house?" And I was like, "Is anybody else staying over there?" And they're like, "No." And I was like. Okay, so I went over there and I was like, yo, does this trailer have a TV? And he's like, it will in like 20 minutes when this other TV gets here. And then we could put that in there. And I was like, sick. I love how this is going. And then I unpacked my Xbox because I'm a fucking nerd and I play video games, just not at my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that for you. you like love that. that for you. Yeah. And uh, mix in a little like bit that. of anime here and there, you know, watch some fireworks, uh, drove around some uh some drunk people because i live in a small town and that's what everybody does there and uh and uh i started playing uh orna again hell yeah baby let's go dude this game is so fucking good i looked dude i looked at the oh like i'm gonna open my little player record for this game and i opened it and it's like play time 20 days and i was like "Mm, regretted that (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you let's, know. See, let's see you got me curious i'm gonna go look because i've been playing a lot of daisy again let's yeah, let's yeah. see where i'm mobile what's Check your mobile. steam say recently played <laughs> uh i don't know how to get to that part but uh i forgot how to get to that part at least but i do have 2268 and a half hours that's a game. lot of hours yeah mm. yeah uh, for anybody who didn't want to do the math uh 
20 days is about 500 <clears throat> some odd hours which is a lot because it's a phone game yeah it's, it's a mobile literally game. It's, it's literally a, a gps lot. rpg a lot. <laughs> yeah like I, <laughs> how do i see what i oh <laughs> what you want to know how much i've played over the last two weeks D- yeah Daisy? i absolutely Daisy do specifically? make me feel better <laughs> oh it's pretty please. disgusting it's please. pretty disgusting i played so i played i played diablo 100 hours last month is it worse than that yeah this is two excellent weeks. tell me <laughs> it's 180 in two weeks Ooh, 180 in two Jesus weeks Christ, man. oh you know what you know what it might be actually I leave the launcher open and I notice my launcher's open right now. And when I go to library, it says Daisy is running. Mm. It does do that a lot. So to, it does do we that. We got a lot. idle time in there. Okay. Yeah. We, we get, still, yeah that might be, that might be, though. that might, I, I guarantee you it's about a hundred, but. Cause I've been yeah. seeing you on a lot. <laughs> yeah. We, we get the little notification like pretty frequently. I sure do. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> online. Open Discord, Daisy, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got some pretty good clips. There was this guy being really toxic, and I got him to one v one me in a PvP zone, and then I went and knocked him out just using my fists, and then I pulled out a double <laughs> barrel shotgun and shot his head off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> and, and for weeks he's been talking smack and global like towards us, like my group. And so I was like, you know what, one v one me. I I pulled the one v one me, bro, and I beat his ass. (laughs) I love that for you. I love that for you. I don't love this for me though. Girl spit says her Nell's beard is distracting, and (laughs) (laughs) in what way? Yeah, like is it because is is it good way? Is it a good way? Like I actually like Ernell. Can I? I, So the left side touches and connects, and it looks like the right side just is like a little hop and a skip. It's just because the lighting, the light ends. Yeah. 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 The angles, it's the green screen. Yeah, it's the it green is. screen. Yeah, I, I added it in. Yeah, recently, the hard yeah. edges just make it look kind of weird sometimes. You just got to yeah. use the girl spit. He, uh, he doesn't have any anti-aliasing on his camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, not that's, using that's the video broadcast. He's not, yeah, he's not using AMD FSR. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I set up all my little figures. Set up all my little figures behind Arnold me. Actually, uses a um, uh, CCTV camera. If you if you uh, look right <laughs> here, I have my Gundam. Oh, you can't oh, you yeah, can't see it it's it's hard to see. Wow, uh, all those figure all those figurines right set up, but not a titty in the bunch. There's a titty right yeah. here, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's my boo. That's yeah. a frame photo enhance, of my boo. Enhance, enhance, <laughs> enhance on the titty. Enhance. enhance. <laughs> Enhance, enhance. I love your Lowe's decor. It's, it's yeah, so right. I know, I know. This, like, uh, this little bad boy right here. This looking yeah, pretty, pretty yeah that, that blows like decor. <laughs> Trust like me, it was my choice. Like Ikea set. Like, I feel like <laughs> you're in an Ikea like, model set right now. <laughs> <laughs> where, do you, where do you think I got the inspiration? That's why his lighting's all weird. It's actually just one of those. Yeah, dude, he, he turns, he turns the camera it. around. He turns the camera around. It's like that main hallway with like the. the, the it's, it's, it's the restaurant. The restaurant's like right across the. Arnold <laughs> has to keep it at the angle. If it, if he tilts it up, he sees like all the scaffolding and like the the ring. You just see a plate of like Swedish meatballs come down to him right now. <laughs> it's hold out my hand and it slowly falls in my hand. Devin, who else do we have here tonight? Now sponsored by IKEA <laughs> and hosted by. 
DJ Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> How you back. doing, DJ? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, I kind of had a shitty morning. Because, uh, mm. one, I didn't expect to wake up so early. And, uh, Damn, it sucks when you don't wake up at three. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, didn't expect like, to wake up. What's your idea of you know? early, DJ? 9.30. <laughs> I woke up at 9.30. Oh, nice. God. Oh, that's sleeping that's in. No, sleeping, dude. dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Okay, look, look, look. I went to bed at an actual... Did you say record time? Yeah, record oh, time for the no. summer, actually. Um, I went to bed at actually a reasonable time last night, okay? I actually mm-hmm. went to bed at like 12, at midnight. Which like is why you woke up at 9. Yeah. I sleep at, at midnight, probably not. But like I, I got up to like 3 in the morning. But I was like, but if, if you count 8 hours, that's like, you know, I wake up at 11. You know, so it's fine. But I woke up early than expected. I, I woke up at, at 9, like 9.20 something. Um. And that was because wow, I had a it's dream. Like you, it's like you went. It's like you went to bed, and your body's like, "I finished all of the sleep no. cycles I need to be rested. I'm gonna wake up now." I woke up because I had a dream of using the restroom, <laughs> and I had an unpleasant surprise when I woke up. Finally. <laughs> oh no! So, uh, oh no! Uh, DJ, no! So I spent the first part of my morning cleaning my sheets. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. "All right, sick." Um, and then I, once, once I'm awake, I stay awake. So I just started chugging coffee just to, and then you did it again, but you were wide awake. That's crazy. Uh, Shane, what's happening, dude? Uh, that's fucking, damn. Uh, That is a rough morning. That is a rough morning. Yeah. Very Um, rough morning. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, uh, did you get a nice, like steam clean? You get a nice, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I just I threw I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just throwing the whole thing yeah, like <laughs> like cleaning the, everything. That whole that mattress it. up, dude. Shove that in that yeah. fucking top loader and close the door. <laughs> that's, yep, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's rumbling in there right now. It's crazy. New bed, actually, I, I got a new bed for a new bed. I actually, uh, I had it shipped in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a prime day deal. Um, shipped in. That that sucks, but new bed should be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I want a new bed, low key. Cause yeah. like, dude, prime day um, deals. I'm serious. We literally just brought a mattress. Prime day just started. Literally just started today. Yeah. Uh, Devin. Uh, by the way, I know you're planning on coming out. That guest room's gonna be done by the end of the month. Just saying. Just so you know. Just so you know. Nice, nice. Oh yeah. you're interested. I'll uh, I'll set up a bed um, here in my IKEA room if you want me to. Just get an IKEA futon. You're set. <laughs> you mean insert oh, yeah, a IKEA? Yeah, futon? yeah. You gotta yeah. like copy paste it. PNG IKEA futon. Drag that yeah. in to Photoshop. Yeah, uh, 1920 um, by 1080. Gotta but, shrink it down. You know. But yeah. Other than my shitty morning, I uh, I. Uh, I was just playing a bunch of racing games. I'm on a, I'm on a, ra- I'm on a racing like automobile kick recently. Like uh, that's my new hyper fixation at the moment. Do you get the wheel? Do you have a wheel? I want a wheel, but like I, I feel like I'm. It's it, it, this is gonna get old like in like a day or two or something or in a week. Something's gonna change my mind, and then I'll just have a wheel for no reason. So I'm, I'm refraining from buying one. 
Do you, have um, you have you been like playing these racing games with the Tokyo Drift theme song like playing in the background or like No, no. No. Dude, I I do that shit sometimes I'm playing it with my Starfield exclusive uh Xbox Series S and X controller. Ah, uh, yes, my Starfield uh, exclusive <laughs> Xbox Series and S exclusive. My Starfield exclusive. Devin, you have you have to you have clocking more hours in the D- DJ, DJ, I need you to do What's me a that? favor. I need you to What's explain up? why you love that Starfield Xbox controller so much. You have it feels nice. 30 seconds. Ready? And uh, go. Looks very stylish and clean. I love the design aesthetics of this controller. But also, the vibration, <laughs> the vibration, the rumble on this feels really nice and responsive. Yep. Um, it's a. Uh, it doesn't lose any connection. Uh, even like I wired my PS4 controller, and sometimes it lose connection. But this one, it stays solid. I, I get like five days of use of this thing. All right, time's up before it, the batteries run out. So, <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, thank you, DJ. <laughs> thank you for that, dude. Guys, it. guys, I actually have to share something to my my snack family here. Okay, you gotta be quick there because we gotta get through the rigmarole here. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. I ate an MRE today. Wow. Ooh, which one? Chili Mac. Chili Mac. Yeah. Chili Mac's the one, dude. Dude, it, it came with Have lemon pound yet? cake. No. No, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to, buddy. Tomorrow's going to yeah, be a terrible day. He, no, no, no. It's probably not going to be tomorrow either. It might it's be like, a day or two. It's an MRE, yeah. buddy. Yeah. yeah. You're, con- you're going to be constipated. You're backed up. But, yeah, but, they're delicious. Mm, but, but What dessert I, it was in it there? It came with... It, lemon pound cake mm. um, with like poppy seeds okay. and everything and then it had a bag of Twizzlers in it which I was stoked because uh, Ernell knows how I am on my, my licorice when we go to the movies every single yeah. time Retweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it also had um, it had uh, dehydrated uh, drink crystals in it which is essentially just yeah, turned it calm. into yeah. It, Gatorade. yeah it turned into Gatorade yeah yeah calm. And it had um, a uh, a really and actually a really good teriyaki beef stick in it. It was actually tasty. So, oh, wow. yeah. You named like five beef different stick. dishes, dude. This is crazy. No, 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 <laughs> no. That's everything this? that was in the pack. Yeah, it's a, they're all yeah. in the yeah. thing. Yeah. Like the yeah. MREs, it's just fucking it's wild. He named like five completely that's different a, that's things. A whole, that's a My brain. Oh, and it came with trying to like eat those things together. You know what I mean? It also came with uh, some. Um, some uh, vegetable crackers of like triscuits essentially uh, yeah yeah i watch this guy on youtube he, he does it and he, he has like the same format for every video and he's like all right let's get this out onto a tray nice okay <laughs> so first let's get into that coffee and he just goes crazy yeah it's, yeah there's like, like instant coffee with creamer and sugar mm-hmm. and stuff that comes with it a thing of matches yeah yeah like i uploads like from months at a time because he's so backed up from hitting so many like MREs from different yeah. countries. Well, but we're, we're not talking about the- MREs anymore because today <laughs> we're speaking about the Microsoft Blizzard saga continues. Pokemon are watching you while you sleep. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah. with the seasons or content, our content packs and much, much more, because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear. here live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. or Saturday at 12 p.m. 
What happened? <laughs> if you're riding this wave, you can head on over to our Discord where Discord. you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and soon have early access before episodes go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. Squawk! But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record the show live right here at twitch.tv good cracking show if you have amazon prime you also have twitch prime tell them dj prime gaming gaming and we would love for you to give that to us to help us keep pushing out content for all of you listening or watching at home but you can also support us by going to our youtube channel clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken Explanation Point and leaving a review there. <sighs> Gallic. Huh. Huh? So, no content on Saturday and no shipwreck on Thursday. Instead, mm. we're reviewing Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. That's right, baby. Tom Cruise sprinting part seven. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, boys. I will be there. I have to work. This fucking guy got scheduled for work like an animal. You know what I mean? Like a Neanderthal. (laughs) Just out here just in a cage. A cage of emotions. You know what I mean? Imagine being part of the the capitalist wheel, dude. Being (laughs) hog in the machine. At least my work (laughs) is doing live music. Yeah, but you're missing like one of the greatest movie events of our decade, Tom Cruise. I, honestly, again. honestly, 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 though, like honestly, 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 I want to see this movie, but it's not going to be the greatest movie of the year because Dune Part Two is coming out. You don't know that. You don't know that. You know what I mean? Still, I, I do mean, know that. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much with you on that. Debbie. Henry Henry like, Cavill's going to do sniper rifle arms, and you're not fucking ready he, for it. Hey, wait, is he sniper listed in this movie? Arms. You know, I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually called shotgun arms, not sniper rifle no, arms. No, the, no, no, I'm saying the last one was shotgun arms. He's gonna do sniper rifle arms this time. So is he just gonna, gonna do gonna this? What does that even long, look like? From long, yeah, it's just this. <laughs> I is he gonna know, turn into the Mister Fantastic? Seen it yet. I don't know. I'm, like, what, I'm gonna know tomorrow gonna, like, night. I'm gonna is know gonna tomorrow take night. Is he gonna take like a little pebble and just go? Yeah, exactly. That's probably that's more than likely he's gonna be. He's gonna Superman. If, if, he's gonna Superman punch from far away. What if? What if? Get it? When he punch? When he punches get people? It. Anyone? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Get it. What if? What if? What if? When he? What if he punches somebody? He just makes the noise. He just goes. No. So let's go ahead and go. I go back on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, tell the people what we got coming up next. Well, you better man your stations because we're going to the helm, baby. The helm, boy. Ernell. <laughs> ah, oh, yes, sir. Are we going to get rid of these birds? Take it away. They're not real. We put the them birds, there. The birds are not real. Government drones. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah they're yeah, drones. They we drones. put them there. They are drones. Um, yeah. yeah. What well, is real though? Drones. drones. Something that is real, though. Microsoft winning the court battle against FTC over Activision Blizzard acquisition. Suck it, Jim Ryan. 
Oh, boy. This comes from uh, <laughs> Ethan Gotch over at Kotaku, and he says, Federal Gooch. Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley has ruled against the Federal Trade Commission's attempt to block Microsoft from closing its $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard until it can be fully reviewed, freeing up the companies to compete complete the deal before July 18th deadline and potentially paving the way for them to dramatically reshape the future of gaming in the years to come. Judge, oh, excuse me, Jesus Christ. Judge Corley writes in her 53 page decision. Jesus Christ. 15. All they needed was one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all they need. Well, okay, that's fine. Uh, quote, this court's responsibility in this case is narrow. It is to decide if notwithstanding these current circumstances and the merger should be halted, perhaps even terminated, pending resolution of the FTC administrative action. For the reasons explained, the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its claim. This particular vertical merger in this specific industry may substantially lessen competition. To the contrary, the record evidence points to more consumer access to Call of Duty and other Activision content. The motion for a preliminary injunction is therefore denied in big, like, bold letters. <laughs> denied. <quote. laughs> On just about every point, the judge found the FTC's arguments wanting. In particular, she was unmoved by Harvard economics professor Robin Lee's analysis that Microsoft would have a financial incentive to make Call of Duty and Xbox console exclusive and wrote that it failed to take into account plans for the franchise to remain on PC, come to Switch, and be accessible through cloud gaming. Quote, before the merger, a consumer wanting to play a Call of Duty console game had to buy a PlayStation or Xbox, Judge Corley wrote. After the merger, consumers can utilize the cloud to play on the device of choice, including it is intended on the Nintendo Switch. Perhaps bad for Sony, but good for Call of Duty gamers and future gamers, end quote. What happens to the Microsoft Activision deal now, though? The FTC can try to appeal the ruling and still has its own antitrust lawsuit in the works. But both appear unlikely at this juncture to derail the deal. The last obstacle in Microsoft's way, the Competition and Marks Authority, CMA, uh, blocking the deal in the UK also appears to be disappearing. Microsoft President Brad Smith tweeted that it is currently set to negotiate with the CMA on final remedies to win back approval for the deal. Uh, quote, we're grateful to the court for swiftly deciding in our favor, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer tweeted after the decision was announced. The evidence showed the Activision Blizzard deal is good for the industry and the FTC's claims about console switching, multi-game subscription services, excuse me, and cloud don't d reflect the realities of the gaming market, end quote. Activision's stock price is now the highest it's been since the deal was first announced back in 2022, approaching the planned sale price of $95 a share. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, the decision comes after a five-day hearing in the Northern District Court of California, which included testimony and major revelations from high-ranking industry figures, ranging from Spencer to Sony Interactive Gaming uh, CEO Jim Ryan. The FTC tried to argue that Microsoft's deal to buy Activision Blizzard would have wide-ranging consequences that would harm consumers and lead to less competition in the console gaming market, while Microsoft defended the acquisition, claiming it was a necessary strategic move to counter Sony's dominance with the PlayStation 5. 
Much of the proceedings revolved around debating whether high-end console gaming, Xbox and PlayStation, should be considered separately from PC, Nintendo Switch, and other hardware, and whether franchises like Call of Duty are popular and profitable enough to single-handedly swing momentum from one company to the another. Uh, the to another, excuse me. At one point while on the stand, Spencer even held up his hand and promised the court that he would not remove Call of Duty from PS5, even as Microsoft and Sony struggled to agree to future licensing terms for the franchise behind closed doors. Testimony during the trial revealed plenty of games, gamesmanship on both sides, as well as interesting details about other attempted acquisitions and exclusivity deals. Prior to making an offer for Activision, court documents revealed that Microsoft had also discussed buying Japanese publishers Sega and Square Enix. Um, corporate emails also show that executives at the tech giant often discuss making new games exclusive, like Bethesda Software's upcoming Indiana Jones project, in order to compete with Sony's opposing deals. Un ultimately... Judge Corley wrote that those examples were unpersuasive because they weren't live-service, multi-platform, multiplayer games like Call of Duty. She instead cited my Minecraft's continued non-exclusive availability as a counterexample. Quote, while the FTC argues Microsoft's past conduct following similar transactions also demonstrates its likely anti-competitive nature, presumably referring to Xenomax acquisition, this ignores the Mojang Minecraft acquisition, she wrote. Oh boy, there's a lot here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. So there's Devin, lot. what questions what questions do you have for us here, man? We we got so, we gotta come up with some stuff for for the audience here. Absolutely, absolutely. I do I do have some questions for you guys. I did want to state I think it's funny the uh during this case, one of the only, one of the big pieces of news that came out, the whole reason why Microsoft decided to buy uh Bethesda Zenimax um was because Sony was trying to make Starfield exclusive to the PS5. And that was the whole reason why they bought it in the first place. <laughs> well, I mean, that was one of the, I mean, they also mentioned a couple other things too. Like they, they had mm -hmm. to do this because the PlayStation five was going to dominate. If they, if they mm -hmm. didn't make this move, this massive acquisition, they were going to get fucking trampled for two generations in a row. And if mm -hmm. any console has two generations where they just get their ass beat, they're not going to survive in today's market. It's unfortunate, but it is the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, first question I have for you guys, and anybody can answer it here. Now, it, when when you heard about this merger in the first place, were did did you have any immediate worries or anything like that, or did you feel like this was a necessary um, thing that Microsoft had to do to survive getting yeah. games like Call of Duty? Hands up, gentlemen. Okay, DJ first. Okay. DJ, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, because remember at the time when, when Xbox was acquiring Activision, remember, DJ, like, could you Activision move your mic a little bit closer, just a smidge closer? Thank you, sir. Um, so, uh, if you guys remember during that time when the acquisition was being announced, um, Activision Blizzard were, were in high water, uh, in terms of some, uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault cases, uh, towards their, their, uh, Towards their company, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was skeptical because I was like, man, I hope uh, this acquisition is in good faith, like Phil Spencer coming in and with Xbox and help clean it up and, you know, 
Activision Blizzard can go back to making games instead of, you know, uh, harassing people. <laughs> um, and, uh, and even, even at a, like in a game standpoint, right. Uh, I felt like Xbox was all, was dying. Like game pass was their crutch that they were holding on to for dear life at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you would hear things. Okay. Xbox has some exclusives, but you didn't really see anyone really playing Xbox unless they've, they've played Xbox their whole life. Right. Um, but PlayStation just kept uh, innovating and kept grabbing all these studios and, and getting all these exclusives. It was it just made more sense to buy a PS5, like especially during the pandemic, like like everyone in their mom wanted a PS5 um, and they couldn't get it. I, I heard no. I mean, the Xbox Series X also was sold out, but that, I mean, this whole chip shortage thing. But I, I saw way more people wanting a PlayStation Five over an Xbox at the time. So I, I felt like it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad idea. It wasn't like uh, it's gonna, it wasn't going to be like groundbreaking, or it wasn't going to ruin the industry if uh, Xbox acquired Activision Blizzard. Right. Um, so I, I think this is a is, I think it's a big big W for gaming. Uh, because a lot of dirty laundry got aired out in this case. <laughs> we we we, yeah, we all of us have been following this like a hawk. Like and, and if you're in the gaming space and you're into gaming, like you should be following on this up on this too. Because um it's really important uh, to know like how these companies operate uh be, behind like all their <laughs> their marketing and 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 all this all this stuff that that you know keeps you interested but it's also equally as valuable to know what the corporate side of this uh is 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 doing you know because you you as a consumer we're us as the consumer is affected the most uh out of all this um so yeah i I think this is this is big it's big but it won't be like it won't be like Sony's like over exaggeration. Oh, it's oh no, no more console competition, and they've been stealing the competition for like the past five years, five six years. So, mm-hmm. um, Xbox is coming back, man. It's gonna be the two, the two big powerhouses like going head to head, you know, ramming into each other mm-hmm. uh, for the next few years, and and one can hope that it blooms. Like some of the best games and shit that we'll ever have, because you know each each studio each uh, company will go go back and forth with exclusives and um, games that they want to showcase. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Garrick, just like that, just like that. like this, yeah. like this. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Garrick Scissor, yeah. though, he had his hand up. Next, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Garrick, please, please tell me uh, how do you, what are your feelings on this? Uh, so yeah, just kind of piggyback immediately after what you know DJ's kind of his starting point was. Yeah, my my initial starting points were I, I, coming from the perspective of a long term Blizzard like game player. Like I I had numerous hours in World of Warcraft. I played every Diablo game, um, and you know I've kind of dabbled with some of the other things. Um, and playing Activision's other titles outside of Call of Duty, which I still haven't played, but I understand its its massive impact on gaming and being like you know, arguably the most popular FPS franchise on the planet. And like that being something to kind of keep your eye on in terms of the gaming space. Uh, but what this this entire trial revealed 
um, which anybody who's been following this is all, this has been probably the single most industry revealing trial in the history of gaming. Like it, it unveiled and like demystified so much industry insider information and uh, how these, these, these companies, these mega corporations essentially uh, tackle these problems from a consumer standpoint and the long and uh, like what it really comes down to is that they don't give a shit about us and they're there for the money. That's, that's really what this trial ultimately um, in not so many words told us that like, is that Sony wanted this here because Sony was worried about Sony first. Sony was not concerned about their player base. That Sony was not worried about future gamers. Sony was not worried about gamers. Sony was worried about Sony and their inability or their proposed inability to compete with the the monopoly that Xbox is, would supposedly end up becoming should they make this acquisition possible. Um, and it's like it was just a paper thing argument to begin with because Sony is literally just it's there. It, it, Sony is literally just. Japanese Microsoft, they are doing the exact same thing. They, we see so little here because Sony to us is PlayStation and TVs and gaming monitors. But if you go to its source country, its home country, they are involved in business, conglomerate, economics, buildings. It's like they are, they're huge there, right? Like they have so many other slices of pie that Sony brings in money from that you know that like people don't consider because everyone's just thinking oh sony studios went and like you know and their audio and gaming portions and like they're this massive company that has so many sister companies under their uh, under their belt that can't even become anywhere near what microsoft could ever even hope to acquire by the way um and like they're just, it's a drop in the bucket for these assholes but they just didn't want microsoft to be able to compete and the thing is is they've lost the console wars phil spencer said it multiple times live on podcasts he was just like the most important console generation of gaming was last console generation and they lost it they are now as a company trying to recoup those losses and mm -hmm. this ultimately proved and which i think was amazing uh because I kind of had to wonder, I was like, it was the judge already kind of nerdy or did they just do a lot of fucking research, right? Uh, because what this ultimately proved was that this deal is for gamers and for players almost more so than it is for Microsoft. The, a judge saw this and said, this is good for the people that like this stuff. This is a no-brainer. Why are you trying to bar this? Your arguments are so ridiculously thin. You're doing this because it is it you are concerned about your own company's bottom dollar, not about your fan base, not about your consumer base, not about the people that are buying your products. This is strictly a financial monetary decision from your standpoint. And Xbox and like, I know Microsoft is a business and they're operating from a business, but Phil Spencer has always said that as long as I am in charge, I am going to steer this ship to the best of my ability with players in mind. And whenever he is in the room with the rest of those corporate assholes, that is what he's trying to do for us. And it reflected here. Mm -hmm. 
I, I just want to point out one little thing, like to add on to like what you were saying about um, Sony digging in for that that protecting their dollar there. Um, the judge even asked Jim Ryan if Sony was to make that acquisition, if they would make Activision and Blizzard games exclusive. And Jim Ryan's mm-hmm. reply to that question, don't know how he got away with not answering the question. But he because just because he knew he was under oath and that yep. not answering was the best thing he could do for himself. Yep, he just said right. he would not an- answer that question because that's yeah. not because that's not how Sony operates. Sony operates on a very single-minded. We are an elite platform. We operate on elite level. We want elite products for elite consumers. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, DJ, you go first. You had your hand up before me. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. Uh, uh, one, uh, the judge seemed like with a 53-page decision. That, that The decision alone was 53 pages, so I'm pretty sure she's been, uh, like, just fucking head deep in, in uh, like, research, research papers and stuff. And I'm, I'm glad she, she, she did that. Um, also, I was, I was uh, because most of the conversation in this case was around Call of Duty because Sony has Call of Duty, right? And that reminded me of when we all started playing Marvel War 2, right? And Ernell has the only one that had it on PS5. Ernell has a Sony exclusive PlayStation 5 skin, right? <laughs> that no one else can see if you are not yeah. on a PS5. Yeah. If yeah. you are not on a PS5, you cannot see that guy's skin. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter really if you're on Xbox so or PC. So dumb. Yeah. 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 And I was like, or no, why are you rocking with just the default character? Like and he's like, no, my guy has cool swords and shit. I'm like, what? Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'm fucking bitch. Where? <laughs> I had to look up footage on the internet to see what you were talking about. I'm like, oh my god, this guy looks sick. Why can't I see him? I want to see this guy. Yeah, but that shit was that shit was funny as fuck. <laughs> Dude, Marvel's Avengers that. Spider-Man. That's all. Yeah, go, yeah, go that's, for it. That's for sure. Um, so I just want to go over a couple of things really quick. Uh, so firstly, uh, the I, I'm 100% behind the notion that Sony definitely went into this as a very, very selfish endeavor to double down on xbox after having had already capitalized on it in the first place right like they stomped out Mm -hmm. the last generation there was they were they knew they had their knee on the neck of microsoft going into this generation because we saw as dj said how many people wanted a ps5 right just inherently the name alone was enough for everybody to go after that and Sony wanted to just put the fucking nail in the coffin and see if they could pull that off. It was a big fucking game to play, a big fucking poker game that they were playing, trying to get themselves to say, like, if there's any chance we have to double down and make us the champions here, it's now. Now is the fucking time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a greedy, gross self-interested fucking decision that they made um, in lieu of everything else that was going on. It was a gross fucking decision. hundred percent. I also want to make it very, very clear here that Xbox is only treating us presenting to us in this way that, that they're here for the gamers. They're here to like do this stuff because it's going to make them money. 
Let's meet. Let's not that, get this. Let's that not... is a very <clears throat> sound platform, though, because it is. look, it you, is. Got, you catch more. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Like I'm always going to go to the people that are nice to me. Yes, of like, course. I don't want to feel guilty for purchasing your. I don't want to feel gross for playing PlayStation stuff because they're dickheads. Yes, of course, of course. And I mean, like, gra- granted, I mean, it, it is a <laughs> much better hill to climb in comparison to the two, obviously, because like. The Sony way was not the way to fucking go about this. A hundred, a hundred percent. Two, um, along with that, I also want to mention, too, it's very interesting that a majority of this case um, is talked around the, the conversation in terms of Call of Duty being on which platforms and Minecraft being available on which platforms as an example of what Call of Duty is potentially doing. And it's... It's crazy to like think about like we're in this world of gaming now where like the biggest video game franchise in the entire fucking world right now is Call of Duty. And that is sort of like being used as this like example of like if you can't get Call of Duty, the biggest game in the world, in front of every single person of the world, you're going to lose. And it's like I, I honest to God feel like if Xbox didn't allow Call of Duty to be cross platform, they would have lost this. Now, here's the cat. Here's the extra detail here that I'm noticing as well. And I get right to you, Devin. I get right. To uh, you. I was just going to capitalize on that. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's interesting that this is the case, especially like like I said, I'm firmly, firmly with confidence think that if they would have kept Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox, they would have fucking lost this because that would have been them playing the same fucking game that Sony is, right? Yeah. The the big thing along with this that's super interesting too is that like it's <laughs> fucking Call of Duty, dude. Like <laughs> fucking Call of Duty, man. Um they I really like with so with every ounce of my being, feel like the only reason they did not do that is because they know they would have lost this case. It wasn't for us. It wasn't for the gamers. They just, they saw the bigger picture. They saw the bigger picture and knew that if they didn't do that, they were going to lose everything else. Everything else. Mm -hmm. Devin, go ahead. Uh, Also, I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but Phil Spencer specifically said that Call of Duty will be available for the next 10 years on ps5 specifically he didn't say it was gonna be playstation forever he specifically only said playstation 5 yeah which which, i think about that for a second because that could could be insinuating that this is the last time that could be like very very very, very, very this is the last generation like you know when they move into the next generation in the next like what like five years or so right yeah Um, yeah They'll probably still come out with Call of Duty games, but it will probably just be on the PS5. Not granted, that machine is more than capable to last long enough. It really is. Both both these consoles, honestly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I didn't notice that it was worded that it's not. There was no specific wording around. It's going to be on PlayStation forever. It was specifically for PS5 only. Well, and that's that's kind of the thing, too. I don't really think that very much at all was said specifically during this case. 
like very little was specified in this in this but case. that very specific thing was though. quotes and transcripts everything about this case like everything is said in such a way that they didn't say the things they knew they couldn't say while mm-hmm. saying all of the things they wanted to say this was mm-hmm. like they did the damn this was a corporate affair that happened to be televised for the masses like this was a very they literally like you just got to watch capitalism yep like that's what the fuck this was capitalism Capitalism in process yeah like that's exactly what that was they literally just did a very political dance and microsoft they danced prettier and the judge was like you get the 10 exactly yeah exactly i i can't i can't imagine what Phil Spencer's feeling right now, dude. Him and all of his corporate execs. They're not like, done though. Going around like, fuck you, fuck you. We did that shit. Like, <laughs> like we we fucking did this. CMA better approve that shit right now. You fucking idiot. Well, he went down we the line shit. of like PlayStation Studios, right? And then he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. He got to Corey Barlog. He's like, you're cool. Then moved on with fuck, cool, yeah. fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. I do, I do want to make sure that I point out too that like. Devin Devin was being cheeky, but like they're not done. They're not like they they yeah. still need mm-hmm. to like capitalize on what Game Pass is going to be for mm-hmm. the next five years. They like they need to get ready for whatever PlayStation does to retaliate. They need to get ready for whatever PlayStation does as an answer to Game Pass in the future. Because now PlayStation's in a predicament, right? They're in a predicament, and they're yeah. they're saying like, "Well, fuck, we lost that. Now we have to compete." against xbox Mm -hmm. having this acquisition what can we do i'm going to put it right now and i don't want this to happen but i am predicting (laughs) i hate you no that that was already leaked in the case we already know that's we already know that's happening it it was leaked under oath under oath i don't believe it (laughs) (laughs) um but i i think i think i could see sony retaliating in a way where Again, I don't want this to happen at all because this is just going to limit um, IP. But uh, I think Final Fantasy, I mean, Square Enix might be getting purchased as a studio by Sony or or they might likely. make an even stronger That's... joint partnership type of deal where we really won't see, you know, um, Square Enix games coming to PC or Xbox and then he's they're going to try and use that as leverage to make a deal with Xbox for who knows Bethesda or Activision Blizzard type it's, stuff. It's you know? kind of, it's unfortunately kind of the only dick swinging move they have left. I mean like Square, it really is. Square's like the only company PlayStation has this this relationship with anymore. Um besides arguably Insomniac uh, but well, no, no, they purchased Insomniac. I know, that was that was a that's full what I was acquisition. Say. That was that was done already. Uh, so, yeah. like now, like the only option really is Square, and uh, mm-hmm. and Shane Square is worth more, isn't it? Square's not worth more than Sony. I promise you. Uh, however, Square is going to be worth more than any other developer right now publisher what have you True. like like that's left to be purchased <laughs> so like and i mean like playstation's got to make some moves man they have to make some moves but we'll we'll see it in the future whatever they decide that they're going to do and you know i guess the only people that get to suffer and reap from the benefits of that is us the gamers as the two gods clash against each other and they're 
the pieces of their so, scaly bodies fall upon us. <laughs> Square Enix is reportedly only worth five point two eight billion dollars. Yeah, right now only five point two eight billion. Yeah, um, only yeah, yeah, a small loan. Yeah. <laughs> Sony Interactive. Is, Jesus Christ. I mean, Sony could make that purchase. Sony Easily. Interactive yeah. is. They, oh yeah, um, they definitely have the money. They, they yeah, can. they're they're worth approximately uh, one hundred and twelve point three billion. Yeah. So that would yeah. that would make the most sense. But I feel like there would be a lot of arguments coming underway from Nintendo if that was going to happen because Nintendo and Square have a big partnership as well, where a lot of games only come to. Nintendo platform. Probably the only thing that would stop it from happening is yeah, yeah, Square would be like, ah, we can't. Like we we make too much money having our games on multiple platforms than we would being isolated to yours, which is kind of like the anti the the anti position that you know uh Activision Blizzard had because they were like, fuck yeah, dude, like get us in front of everybody, man. This is great. Like (laughs) but like I said, I guess we'll see. Uh in the meantime though, Devin, um we have Something else we're gonna be seeing here, pretty quick, right? Uh, we, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Erdell, uh, I think we need to ask our boy, our beautiful little, little cherry blossom, our wonderful Pokemon guy here. Yeah, what we got going Pokemon on? Pokemon story. Pokemans. Talking about Pokemans. All right, so uh, we have an article, and then we have a little video after our article, boys, uh, mm. th- that goes along with this one. Because this one was just I I heard about this this morning, and I was just like, this is weird as shit. Um, and it like it, I don't even know that Nintendo was involved with this. This is just Pokemon doing Pokemon stuff because yep. uh, Pokemon Sleep knows exactly what will get you sleeping better. This is a uh, by. Luis Joshua Gutierrez at GameSpot. They write, Some of my favorite things to do are sleep and play video games. So when I heard about Select Button's new app, Pokemon Sleep, I was immediately intrigued. Like Pokemon Go, Sleep will be a free-to-play on mobile devices, but whereas Go was played while walking, you primarily uh, your primary means of interaction here is done by sleeping. Rather than battling other Pokemon or trying to be the best trainer, Pokemon Sleep focuses on collecting as many Pokemon as possible, as the name suggests, by getting a healthy amount of sleep. I was able to test out the app for myself for a night, and I thought it was a great way to help those who struggle to sleep. uh, To to, to, to have that to sleep and get a good night's rest. (laughs) <laughs> There's even a narrative reason for why you'll need to be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. In Pokemon Sleep, you'll be you'll you'll be working with Professor Neroli, who's studying the habits of Pokemon with a specific interest in a group of Snorlax on a chain of islands. These Snorlax have a mysterious power that puts uh, nearby Pokemon to sleep, so. To help further his studies, Professor Neroli creates a device called Sleep Synchronizer, which syncs the effects Pokemon sleep with yours. After waking up from a night of sleep, you'll be greeted with a few Pokemon that can join your party to help grow the Snorlax to help further understand why these Pokemon are falling asleep. Each week, you'll visit a different island with a new Snorlax that will have their own favorite berries and dishes you can feed boost their ability, and to put more Pokemon to sleep. 
Once you're ready to sleep, you press a button and place your phone next to your bed with the screen facing down, and it will begin to uh, track your sleep via your breathing. For the app to work, your phone must be on the bed or pillow because if it is placed on a hard surface, it won't work. You're actively in, uh, encouraged to sleep more because when you wake up, you'll receive a sleep score. The closer you get to a full eight and a half hours of sleep, the more you'll receive. <laughs> but if you're someone who likes to take multiple naps throughout the day, you sadly can, can't use a shorter snap to make any progress. Though the game allows players to log up to two sleep sessions a day, the app only tracks those longer than 90 minutes. So after waking up, you'll be greeted with information regarding your latest sleep session and an option to sleep, uh, to listen to an audio recording of yourself. Unfortunately, that feature wasn't available uh, in the preview build, so I will so I couldn't listen to myself in the next morning. Uh, but they did say when you're done looking through all the information, the app tells you what sleep type you fit into for the night. This affects the Pokemon around you. For example, while I was playing, my sleep type was a dozing type, which tends to lure grass and bug types. <laughs> so I found a Bulbasaur, Ghastly, Mankey, and Metapod. Pokemon are assigned a star rating from 1 to 5, indicating how desirable they are to catch. And if you found one four-star indicating uh, Pokemon, that doesn't mean all of them will have the same rating. You'll run into a variety of them with different star ratings. So as soon as you uh, so as soon as you wake up, you'll find a variety of Pokemon around you that you can collect, and you'll also be able to examine them and unlock a slot for each one in your sleep style decks. Even if you have caught a specific uh, Pokemon previously, you can still catch their other variants because each Pokemon. Uh, ah, shit! I lost my place. A blinked and a contact moved. Because each has various sleeping styles. Yes, because each has various sleeping styles. If you find one, uh, and if you and oh my god, if you find one you like, you can begin filling up their friendship points, allowing them to join your party by feeding the biscuits. The uh, the more Pokemon you have in your party, the more berries you'll get, and you'll be able to grow your Snorlax. Filling up their friendship bar can be done by giving them biscuits earned by playing with the game uh, the game and completing tasks. Or they can be purchased from the in-game shop using real-world money, because this is a free-to-play mobile game. All that works towards your day cycle, which consists of a series of tasks you'll need to perform during that day. They require you to sleep and feed the Snorlax berries or cooked dishes. Doing this will increase its strength which combined with your sleep score will decide its drowsy power. <laughs> the higher it is, the more... <laughs> the higher it is, the more Pokemon you'll see when you wake up. All of this will then lead up to when the game's weekly cycle, which determines how strong they are, and once the week is over, you'll visit a new island and start from the beginning with a brand new Snorlax. The game very much has Pokemon DNA in it. The background music sounds exactly like listening to something you'd expect from the series. And although you're not using Pokeballs to capture them, you're still befriending them to help you achieve your goal. The art style is very cutesy, but still stands out and feels different from other games in the series by taking advantage of brighter and softer colors to give the app a more cozy feel. 
I was only able to find about four Pokemon during the one night I was able to play, but more than 150 were available in total. Though despite this number, not all of them are from Gen 1. More Pokemon will be added to sleep over time. There is a social aspect to this uh, Pokemon sleep, but it is pretty limited. Like Pokemon Go, you can add friends and see other stats. But other than that, there isn't much you can do with other players. There won't be teams that you can align with or a leaderboard so you can track who's a better sleeper in your area. You also won't be able to trade Pokemon with whoever you have on your friends list. Or on top of that, the Pokemon you get in the app can't be transferred to other games. Lacking these features does remove some of the possible motivations to play, but uh, the inability to trade or transfer Pokemon, that feels like the biggest omission. One major hurdle for select button to overcome is convincing people who already use the sleeping app to switch to this one. The major advantage here is that the others do not have the Slowpoke or the Squirtle waiting for you when you wake up, which is an appealing prospect for Pokemon fans. Waking up to discover which Pokemon uh, I caught is something I looked forward to doing. Most health apps have daily tasks that can feel like a chore, but this is sleep. Uh, but this is not in. Ugh. But those in sleep do not, based on the time that I spent with it so far. If you want to try it out for yourself, you won't have to wait much longer because Pokemon Sleep is expected to launch for Apple and Android devices later this summer. What the fuck, man? <laughs> okay. Um, so like, but before we get into like input here, before let's go we ahead get into it, like let's play the video. Let's play the video. Here. About yeah, it. yeah, we got a little video here for everybody. Um, oh boy. <laughs> This is Pokemon Sleep, ladies, gentlemen, ladies, and thents. So I'll turn up the. Yeah, because I, I really just wanted you guys to see it, like what it looked like, because just describing Each it makes it sound just like another styles. Pokemon game. But for example, Pikachu has three-eared sleep, curled-up sleep, and electrifying sleep. <laughs> the more sleep you get, the more progress you can make on your sleep style decks. By day, try giving Snorlax berries and making it food yeah, and drinks. Turn that down a little bit. Feeding Snorlax will increase its there's, strength. Okay, so there's when our Snorlax. Comes, you can track your sleep. If you get lots of sleep, your sleep score will be higher. And it does have if a more hand-drawn looking your art. Score reflects like it's not that 3D. Too. I love it. I love it. Your sleep score multiplied by Snorlax's strength will they decide like its the drowsy Go power. Stickers. More drowsy power means more Pokémon may gather. Getting plenty of sleep is key to studying <laughs> lots of sleep styles. Each week, you'll partner with a Snorlax you know what's dope, though, for bigger Pokemon's, like, character art is so as iconic. It grows, so they can, you can draw in any fucking style Especially you want. As long as it's, sleep. like, similar enough, people will recognize what it is. You can do more than just track each night's like, so sleep. You can see there. You're what like, time you woke up and went to bed each night. And other information about I do like sleep. that it actually has, like, important sleep cycles. Like, it is an actual sleep like and it's rocking sleep style. Right, right. You can also listen to recordings of sounds you made in your sleep. If you're <laughs> having a noisy night, like Jigglypuff with I would be going crazy, sleep, then you'll know it. <laughs> or else just Plus, <laughs> doesn't it sound fun to know <laughs> what sleep you were on were you a given something? night? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, I also saw, um, or there was also, uh, Depending on your type, that relaxation night, sounds different Pokemon will gather. Oh, oh, I thought that was cool. That Lastly, cool. That some dope. small things to be aware of. We'll illustrate them with Pokemon sleep styles. Just like Raichu's grounded so, tail sleep, 
keep your smart oh, device switch your plugged sleep in style. while you sleep. Sleeping naked. Leave your screen <laughs> on, like Marie's <laughs> sleep different. Sleep. And like War Turtle, during flattened sleep, leave your device face down. Don't worry, most screens will go dark on their own. Also, leave your device by your pillow and atop your bed, like Pikachu, in a top belly sleep. I do that shit, I wake Hard up my phone's on the floor. Like your bed frame or floor. <laughs> my phone's on fire by, by, by the morning, dude. That's Pokemon Sleep! Get ready How does it to know what surface you're best. on? That's the thing. Like, that's that's the shit that bugs me. I'm like, how the fuck does it know if it's fucking on your pillow crazy, or not? Man. Uh, I also want to point out, too, that uh, the name of the professor is fucking hilarious. Neroli. Um, it's a uh, uh, natural oil that can make you sleepy because it's a tranquilizer. Uh, that's, that's pretty fucking dope too. Pokemon, uh, <laughs> fucking Pokemon, man. Uh, so I guess we we don't really have a whole lot to have to say here because uh, the wonderful article and video explained everything. But uh, how you boys feel? <laughs> you know, this, yeah, I just wanted. I'm to feeling kind of sleepy. Felt about this. Yeah, I, I I I'll be honest. Uh, meh. Yeah, I mean, Man. like, it, it's not, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not weird and different. It's, it was just one of those things where I was just like, me. I don't know, I'll, I can, I can tell you when the app comes out, I will probably download it and, like, give it a go just to see what it's like. I also bet I will forget I have it with by day two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it would be better if it was like, how many waifus did I collect while he's kidding. <laughs> 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 They need to make, uh, dude, make a Genshin sleep sleep app, dude. There's there's gonna be a trillion just waifus. God, that would go fucking nuts, dude. I want that. That's what I want. This feels like this feels like a Black Mirror episode, like the beginning yeah. of one. Like this just yeah, feels dude, strange. Yeah, it does. And I'm like, what do you mean you're tracking my sleep? I mean, I know there's already sleeping apps already, but um, it's just. Like, what if this like blows up to be some type of cultural phenomenon, like 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 Pokemon Go was? It could be, but now it's Pokemon Sleep. Like we're all taking naps midday, um, which would be cool. But like it'd be kind of like I don't know. This this let me put my tinfoil hat on. It's a form of mind control. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think it actually will like blow up because as as Shane <laughs> mentions in chat, Pokemon Smile came out, um, and I played that with my daughter a whole bunch of times, um, and yeah. it's it's fun. It, it like you basically you brush your teeth, it like gives you directions on brushing your teeth appropriately mm. and like times it, and then depending on how well you brush, uh, it depend like you can catch a Pokemon and like it, it it's like randomized pretty much. But so I guess I guess we'll we'll see how mm. this goes. I am very hesitant because my sleep structure is super fucked up. Uh, Same. And I don't know if I can risk. I, I'll if when this comes out, I'll have to try it on a weekend to see if it works. So I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you got if you guys knew this or like many people at home knew this, but I sleep with a uh, electric watch that zaps me awake as an alarm clock. Um. Mm. So I wake up to being electrocuted every morning. <laughs> uh, now, if they got me one of those with Pikachu on it, I would do this any day of the week. Any day of the week. <laughs> like, oh, you, what if it paired you like your, your smartwatch and it just like had a Pikachu like a little, little, zap, fucking, little zap zap little sprite that just zaps you in the morning? That'd be kind of cool. So it's like Pika, um, and then like zaps the shit out of me in the morning. That's what I want. Yeah. What, I wonder what they what sleep type they would label me because like like 
if bitch. I am sleeping at four to five uh, a.m. and then sleeping till like two to three, dude, that's a lot of sleep. You are like, the sore lines we feed in the it's game. Yeah, quality yeah, sleep. yeah. It's not quality sleep, right? Because I'm sleeping too much, and also I am not DJ Snorlax. So. So I, because my my thing is like I have to make sure that the app won't fuck up like my alarm for my watch thing. That'd be my so thing. Dude. If it like, if it if I can do it and it'll alarm. wake me up for work in the morning, I'll do this every fucking night. I'm down. Like I'm down to try it for a little while. Um, yeah, yeah. But if it, it. but if yeah. it screws with my alarm clock thing, then I can't. I'm gonna yeah. be late for work. I'm gonna get fired, and then I can't do this podcast. Well, maybe I can. I'll just do it way more often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for a shipwreck show, we all sleep for an episode uh, using the app. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, to, today yeah, for that, this is going to be our new splash damage. Tonight, everybody, for splash damage, our multiplayer gameplay stream, we are going to sleep. <laughs> we are playing Pokemon Sleep. And I'll, um, I'll I'll Photoshop a bed into my background. And I'll, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there you go. I bet you, know, you somebody before, finds a way to that, stream that game. Would that before, fuck up TOS? Because like I remember they 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 made TOS where it's like you can't sleep on stream. We'll go to kick. To like... Yeah, we'll go to kick for it. We'll go to kick for that kick. one <laughs> for one yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on YouTube, but TikTok live. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, they go crazy for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we do our TikTok live and before we go into our news, our next segment though. I want to remind everybody they can support us on over at our Discord, where soon you can get early access on this episode before it goes public. You can write into the show, and they can get content for ad-free. But if you're hearing this, they probably aren't on our Discord. So for now, here is a word from our sponsors. Sponsor. This piece of good cracking content is brought to you by Glide Mouse Pads. The world is changing and the demand for PC gaming and work from home setups has never been as wild as it is right now. Having the best of the best in PC accessories only makes it easier to get your work done before you jump right back into the fray of the digital sea. And Glide knows exactly how to make it happen for you. Glide Mouse Pads is the future industry leader in mouse pads, offering beautiful, smooth, and waterproof products made with eco-friendly materials materials and non-slip rubber in a variety of sizes that are guaranteed to help you get the next win. Is your battle rug just looking a little crusty? Is the mouse just not as smooth as it used to be? Or are you just looking to get rid of that ergonomic mouse pad your grandma got you for Christmas? Well, then I think we have the mouse pad for you. You can go to GlideMousePads.com right now and use code Kraken for 15% off the Founders Edition mousepad in every size available. Again, that's code K-R-A-K-E-N, Kraken, for 15% off any Founders Edition mousepads today. Our next sponsor is Rogue Energy. Late nights are pretty much commonplace for us content creators, and any of us here at GK can attest that sometimes you're just too damn tired to even think about how not to be tired anymore. Lucky for us though, Rogue has figured out how to give us those late nights and even earlier mornings, the supercharge we all need. Rogue Energy is a low calorie, no sugar energy formula that is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Every formula Rogue Energy produces is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients and no chalky textures. Being the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, Rogue Energy strives to improve that in-game performance of gamers, streamers, and content creators everywhere. Look, I love this stuff. 
I've got two tubs at home right now. Your boy is drinking on some caramel vanilla latte in the mornings and sipping on some mango pineapple throughout the day. And if you are wondering how you can get these two dope flavors, well, I'm gonna tell you. You can head over to RogueEnergy.com and use code GKraken for 10% off your purchase on any shaker or formula tub of your choosing. That is G-K-R-A-K-E-N for 10% off any shaker or formula tub of your black. And now, back to your regularly scheduled Good Kraken content. And we are back to the Good Kraken show. Good Kraken show. We just talked about the FTC case being denied in favor of Microsoft for the Activision Blizzard acquisition. And we just talked about Pokemon sleep where you sleep and you get Pokemon while you sleep. It's like sleeping and getting Pokemon. One would call it a sleep session. What What is uh, yeah. the Pokemon theme song sound like in your sleep? Gotta catch them all. Yeah. It's like those videos where it's like uh, Mr. Brightside's playing, but you're in the bathroom. Like <laughs> that's it's it's it, <laughs> no no it's it's, it's, just, it's a lo-fi Pokemon. Deep it's a recesses lo-fi Pokemon. of the mind, the fucking Pokemon <laughs> rap is playing. It it's it's let's see let's see I'm gonna look it up lo-fi Pokemon. My favorite is the Pokemon Cipher, the rap cipher 2019. That is the best. Pokemon themed title song screen ever. Title screen. I that yeah, it's it's perfect. Pokemon lo-fi title screen. Oh god. <laughs> this is gonna be fucking like ridiculous. Iteran, Or the Pokemon Center theme. Yep. Yep. Look up lo- look up Pokemon Lo Fi Pokemon Center. That's what it is, one hundred percent. Pokemon Lo Fi Pokemon Center. Pokemon Center. Yep. It it is that one hundred percent. Lullaby remix? I mean, I I I went to I went to wait, Lofi Leah, let me see if that's the one. I went to Spotify. Oh uh, Pokemon Center Lofi Leah remix. Well that's I don't know if that's it. One. Yeah. Oh, this is taking too long. Anyways, God, yeah. what what are we what are we doing next? What what's going on? I, I don't know, DJ. Do, is there something we need to protect? Is the people need to know? Do you need to protect something? Um uh, well, Okay, gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. Um, I didn't protect my neck, so that's why I lost it. So <laughs> you better protect your neck, because we're going to the gallows. Protect your neck. <laughs> Everybody, my neck. you gotta protect it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about for a headlining segment? Yo, tonight, guys. Today, we are going to talk about our opinions on seasonal content versus DLCs and expansion. So we're going to have an open forum discussion here where we're going to, you know, talk about different forms of post-launch content and video games. You know, general pros and cons, our preferences and whatnot. Um, DJ, since you introduced us and you don't have a neck, I think you're obligated to go first here today. (laughs) Since you ain't got no neck, bitch boy. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah no, you didn't protect I it. No. <laughs> Since you ain't got no neck. Um, as as a gamer, uh, 
and mm. very young one at that. A very young gamer, perpetually being born yesterday. Mm. Um, I, I I haven't really indulged in like post launch content. Uh, not until recently, like like four or five years ago. You know what I mean? Um, it was kind of like growing up with like uh, the console like I would play Call of Duty and I would hear about these expansion packs but I would never get it because I was like well, what what the fuck do they do like what what am I paying $15 extra for the game for um and uh but now like I, I as I'm I'm older now and I uh have comprehension skills uh <laughs> okay um I, I realize that um you know uh, these game devs are adding more content to the games, and and in my gaming career, I guess you could say, uh, throughout my gaming tenure, uh, <laughs> stop, uh, <laughs> stop. I've seen I've seen a, uh, different implementations of uh, post-launch content, and um, you know whether it be seasonal or whether it be like just DLC packs or just whole new expansions um it i i have a weird relationship with it because i i genuinely i generally don't enjoy post-launch content actually hmm. uh because rarely is it done well um it, and i can't help sh- but shake the feeling that you know sometimes it's just a cash grab because that sometimes it is just a cash grab um and I don't think I'm alone in this. Uh, you can see, like, uh, on Steam, they'll show you, like, e- each DLC for a game has its own store page, has its own uh, store link. And you can actually pr- put lay reviews on DLC itself. Um, and you can see, like, uh, every time you click on, like, a DLC for a game, like, uh, most of the time I see it's, like, mixed reviews or people just don't think that content is is worth the price uh to add on um and i'm kind of in the same boat with with most things um if the game is really great and i know that it uh there's enough content for me to justify a a post-launch purchase uh for a game that i already bought with my money then i would be like yeah cool this would be sick um but most of the time I kind of just shake off DLC. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Uh, new gun skins, new cars, or new uh, five hunting missions. They're basically the same. I, I I could do without. Okay, fair enough. Derek, how about you, my dude? Um. I don't know. I've actually, uh, my opinion on like DLCs and stuff and, and post-launch content has kind of changed quite a bit over the years. Um, as far as like, just like traditional DLCs, you know, like your, uh, your, your run-of-the-mill like post-launch content that like typical live service games or even non-live service games kind of feature these days where it's like anywhere from like 5 to $15, you're going to get a weapon skin, maybe a cosmetic for your character, uh, you know, of some form of premium currency that might be featured in the game. And uh, if it's a live service game, you might get like a level or two on the battle pass or something like that. 
um, which I'll kind of talk about that in a second. But I mean, if it's that form of content, um, I almost never, ever purchase um, something like that. I have to be fairly invested in a game for me to even consider uh, like a cosmetic being something I see a value that's going to enhance my gameplay experience. A perfect example in recent memory is uh, Diablo 4. I've got well over 100 hours into that game. I regularly look at the shop. Uh, and nothing has, I was just like, none of this feels like what I'm going to have to end up paying for it. Because at the end of the day, I go to Blizzard's storefront and I was just like, I either have to buy one of each of the lower tiers or I have to spend $25 to get this one skin. And that makes no sense to me and it doesn't feel of value, right? $25 for a character skin that I can only use on this one class, right? This purely cosmetic. On the flip side, people are willingly buying that, not saying a goddamn word. And this is where I have like weird problems with DLC. And I think it might be more of a deep rooted problem that I fucking hate gamers. Uh, and I'm really sorry. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> Fuck you, gamer. To say that uh, as a fellow gamer myself, but we fucking suck. Because, like, then we get, like, this beautifully, uh, like, well-crafted, you know, DLC that, like, is, that will likely end up being Phantom Liberty, right? They're painting this beautiful picture of, like, this is going to be a piece of content we're really hoping you feel is worth $30. Not to mention that they're like, but wait, all of the quality of life stuff we're just going to include as a free update to all players because that's something we wanted to give to you guys as an experience uh, from the start that we feel like we didn't get, right? And everyone's just like, fuck you, you know, Cyberpunk, <laughs> fuck you, CD Projekt Red. And everyone's just like a $25 Blizzard skin. Uh, I'll spend fifty and buy three two. missions. Yeah, I'll pay fifteen dollars. Like, or like, I'll spend fifteen dollars for a mission pack on Overwatch Two. Yeah, like there's just this wild inconsistency in gaming and and just and what people hold valuable in post-launch content. It's so weird because there are people out there that are so okay just spending hundreds of dollars on skin and they literally just look at like, yeah, this is a game I play. I like it. So I'm going to buy skins for it. And they don't think of it any deeper than that. Right. And that's great for them. But then you have like those other players who like are still in like their hundreds of hours into an experience. And like if it's more than ten dollars, they're like no, I'm still okay with the $70 experience this game originally provided me, right? Which is like the flip side to that coin. Where like we have all these live service games now that don't provide like complete experiences from the from launch and they're not designed to be that way or they're designed to be a semi-complete experience. We're like, yeah, you can finish this and be done with it as is. But you're not going to feel fulfilled as a player and as a character until you've played the stuff we have in store for you in the future. Uh, you know, all like seasons for Diablo 4, which is going to be like rotate end date end game content, uh, you know, seasonal content for Dying Light or, or uh, Destiny 2, uh, ex which is a live service game gets that gets seasonal content as well as expansion content you know so like they're double dipping in their monetization process and i think there's just such this interesting perspective as to like what 
gamers will and will not spend money on um, and, their, and, and how they value their expectations and their time when it comes to games, um, which I find is what's really fascinating because it shows most heavily in post-launch content, in my opinion, uh, because people will regularly pay 30 or $40 for like a complete expansion experience, which essentially redevelops a game uh, in a sense like uh, Destiny has done Mul- Destiny, Destiny, and Destiny Two have done multiple times in their life cycle, uh, and it's interesting to me that Destiny is like this weird case study of a live service game, because it is the only one, at least to my opinion. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. That is that has had regular successful expansion content and seasonal content and exists in an MMO format. Like, this game's kind of an alien. It's very much a unicorn. And I think it's interesting because there are people that only buy that seasonal content for Destiny and don't purchase its regular expansion drops. And there are people that are on their purchase on the exact opposite and don't buy seasons. Or they only buy the seasons when it comes in, like, a bundle with the expansion and it feels more worth it monetarily for them as a player. A lot of those seasons you actually can't get as, unless you have those current expansions. Just, just FYI, because I, I am the I'm the Destiny player that buys everything up front and never plays. Well, you can you can <laughs> play the season, you just won't get anywhere. Yeah, but you near can explain the season, but you can't like, you, you can't don't play have the uh, to, like some of the things. Yeah. yeah, you will. Yeah, most of those seasons are working around, um, a, like the content that's there you know yeah right Um, but you could theoretically pick up a season pass for destiny and not mm -hmm. play a drop of the seasonal content and still play the game frequently enough to leave with a leveled up season pass that's true just doing things like crucible right like if you weren't interested in pursuing the seasonal like you just wanted the cosmetic you were like okay i just want what the the reward is and i am happy doing the old content and getting just whatever that's getting and ignoring that i just think it's fascinating what people find valuable in post-launch content these days yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. ernell's like algorithm on youtube is just funny isn't it? I know. Yes. <laughs> well, this, this is also inside the penis. <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh, it's interesting. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna save that one for later. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Bookmark um, that. Uh, any more thoughts at all, uh, Garrick? Uh, yeah, just like like weighing it, like just from my own personal side, because I've kind of talked about like the whole. I was like, you know, like it, as far as like seasonal content goes, um, mm-hmm. I almost never purchased that shit ever. As a matter of fact, Marvel Snap is the only time I regularly purchase seasonal content. And and I always finish the season pass. And that is Same. why I continue to repurchase it. Because I have purchased seasonal content for Destiny, not finished it, and been like, I wasted money on that. It didn't feel worth it to me. On the flip side... I am very excited for the new Cyberpunk DLC, which weighs in at $30, which is, you know, almost half a game. Triple A, triple A, right? That is the same price as some indie titles. And I can understand when people are just like, yeah, you guys are presenting it as like this relaunch. 
And like, I'm glad that you guys are developers are stoked, but I still paid seventy dollars for this, and I don't want to pay another thirty, right? Mm -hmm. So like, it, it, there's like an interesting argument to be had. But I'm of like the the coin where like the developers proud of it, and if they're proud of it, I think that might be worth my thirty dollars. So I'm gonna give it a try, right? It's 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 all about like because I feel like post launch content these days, it's so much about like. What, how much time does that gamer have? What does that post-launch uh, post content give them access to? And how much time is it going to cave them complete it versus what its price tag is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's $30 because it's Idris Elba and Keanu Reeves in the same content. I think that's content. probably part of it, right? Yeah. But it does look good. It does look good. Um yeah, uh, I I'm I'm kind of with you on the expansion over seasonal pass thing as well. Um, Ernell, how, how about you? How about you? We we haven't heard from you on this yet. You take my deep drag <laughs> DLC. Yeah. Haven't heard of her in fifteen years. Ernell's oh. like goddamn time. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, man. I mean, like I think I think we're all gonna be it's going to be pretty easy to assume that DLCs are going to be the answer here. Right. I mean, the, the thing is, is that like seasonal post post game content is very much trying to just keep us in their atmosphere. Right. That's kind of the entire point. They're trying to keep us within their, within their universe. So they can continue to make money off of us and so on and so forth, which if it's a good game, like we can justify doing that. And that's totally fine. We all played destiny for an extended amount of time at some point or another, because the game can be good. Um, at other times it can be very not good. Um, but the season pass thing has grown tired with me, um, because I don't have time to play one game all year long, all the time. I don't. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't want to do that. Um, it like in, unless your game can give me one hundred percent reason to be invested into your universe and not want to step away from it. I can't justify it anymore. Uh, there's also a plethora of DLCs that have been extravagant. Ex fucking extravagant i mean like like there's there's so many that we've gotten that have done so many good things and like expanding on the lore expanding on the story expanding on the characters giving us more content that is going to be worth the money that we're paying for that dlc everything from like fucking i don't know um Animal Crossings, like Happy Home DLC that they did recently, Black Flags, like Freedom Cry, like there's um, Assassin's Creed Richard Odyssey, State of Atlantis. DLCs DLC. are wildly considered like better than the base game. Yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times. Uh, GTA 4 had that one DLC that was insane. Uh, a lot of people went off on that one. Uh, the last was Left Behind DLC. Um, there, there's, there's so many. Like even most recently, we had the Burning Shores DLC that is insanely like critically acclaimed. Uh, there's just so many good examples of what a good, well-made DLC can do for your game. Um, and I like. God, man, I mean, even <laughs> you, like you see like the the Witcher 3's like blood and wine DLC, right? Which is like 
an insane amount of content that was given in that fucking DLC. In that in that package, like you got so much more game for the amount of money that you're paying for that. And it's it's just one of the many examples that we have of like what a DLC can do for you. And they're they're stepping away from it is exactly what we were talking about earlier of it is it is a feigned a, a decision that is feigning interest in protecting us gamers by taking our money and making it seem like they're giving us a gift. And a lot of times it's not that. A lot of times it is literally just the bare minimum of what they're giving us because they can't double up on their labor costs. They're not going to do that because we're only giving them $10 every three months. You know what I mean? So they can't afford to double their labor costs. They can't afford to keep their entire studio working on that game, so they move on to a skeleton crew. And their way of paying that skeleton crew, or half of what their studio typically was to develop the game originally, is being paid by our dollars like throughout each season. Um, whereas a DLC, they can pack in a good amount of money or good amounts of content into it, charge us a flat rate of money to give us that amount of content anywhere from one, two, or three times after the game's been released, and then they can move the fuck on and make a great game right afterwards. I, one, feel like DLCs are great because DLCs give us great stories and expansions on the stories, but I also detest the way seasons are handled now. Seasonal post-launch, or post-game content has been leaving such a weird, bitter taste in my mouth because it feels like this fake, like, <laughs> pseudo uh, content to me a lot of times. Um, and I'm not speaking on Destiny because, as Garrick said, Destiny is a whole other beast that is trying something that is super fucking different than other games I've tried to do. Uh, but in terms of, like, what Diablo has kind of leaned towards... Um, in this, you know, post-game content and what a lot of other games have, you know, kind of leaned towards and in, in terms of post-game content, like it's, it's just, I don't know, man. Like I, I play it. I, you know, will try it for a season, two seasons, three seasons and be like, yeah, I don't think I'm getting like my interest peaked anymore. Like you're not adding anything more to this besides just more reasons for me to cl keep clicking buttons when like and I get that like I'm a little bit biased here because I am like heavily a narrative driven game type guy. Like I could care less about fucking multiplayer games to be completely honest with you. Like I want more stories and I don't feel if I don't feel like your post game stuff is giving me more story, I need a very, very good reason to keep playing. And a majority of these games don't give me that. The majority mm -hmm. of them don't. They really, really don't. Destiny did for a long time until they didn't. <laughs> and now mm -hmm. none of us have really played Destiny in the past year. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 insane what happens when you have a game that's rolling out seasonal uh, post like post game content and it's just not that great. It's just, it's just not that great. Like you get what we have with Destiny in that relationship and it's super shaky, super rocky. I would much rather a game just commit to giving us an additional like 20 hours of gameplay content for $30, making an expansion on the story that we just experienced a couple months ago, and then do that two, three times, give us ex bigger expansion of the story. And I will be fucking happy every single time they've done that. And it was good because most of the time it is. I have been happy. 
that I spent my money on that. DJ, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I, I would like to have more narrative-driven, uh, like, DLC or expansions. But I also want to play kind of like devil's, like, not devil's advocate, but, like, kind of give us perspective. Like, us, we're gamers, but we're not casual gamers, any, like, you know, by any means. Yeah. Uh, just, just for everyone listening and viewing. Uh, because, you know, we, we have to be on top of every new release, every every game that comes out, right? Speaking um, of which, uh, Shane, I'm the lead reviewer for Final Fantasy 16, so hold on tight. Yeah. Um, and we... So, you know, it, so seasonal content doesn't make sense to us and many like us. Yes. Um, because we don't have time to sit down with one game for a month, basically. That's usually how, how long these se- the seasonal content runs is for a month, and then there's the next season, and then there's the next season, right? Um, like like Garrick said, to Garrick's point, like I only keep up with Marvel Snap. Um, and Valorant at the time when I was playing it competitively, that's what the one game I was and playing. And that's only, if I may, that's only because Marvel Snap is easy to play and be done. And, yeah, Lit- and be done. Absolutely. <laughs> if I couldn't finish that season, if I got to a point where I didn't hit level 50 i'd be like that was the last season pass i've got because i've now lost my steam on this game and that's no longer worth it to me yeah yeah Yeah. and and a lot of this seasonal content is so much of a grind like uh i'll I'll put in uh even though it's not a very popular game at the moment but battlefield 2042 um has seasonal content and i i don't have um i don't have the battle pass or anything but i'm playing like two three games of large scale conquest and i've only gone up like one or two levels in the battle pass i was like there's no way i'm finishing this if i play this like one or two games like every so often there's no way but Mm -hmm. but my point i'm getting to is remember uh, i was going to bring this up earlier in our uh in the ftc talk about remember we saw that statistic where like what 80 percent of PlayStation users play COD and only COD. Um, that is the average consumer right there. Right. You know? And and to our detriment as like as like really hardcore gamers basically. That well, that's what we are. We are in a minor- minority of the, the gaming population, really. So even though it hurts us and we don't really like the seasonal content. It actually appeals to that casual audience that plays those types of games, those types of multiplayer games like Call of Duty, Destiny 2. Like Those are the only games those people play. And they can lock in enough hours to, like I guess, to even complete like 75% of the pass. Because, of course, they, they work or they have school or something or another, right? So they can't like nose to the ground like, get rid of the battle pass but it seems like to the casual audience which is like 80 percent 90 percent of all gamers basically um they uh, the seasonal pass seems like a really great deal uh like 10 10 to 15 bucks i get some new skins new new uh new cosmetics new weapons or new content and i and i just have to play the game that i've already been playing for the past like six months 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it sucks for us, the 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 people who really enjoy games and enjoy uh, the like newer, like new content, like fresh content. Uh, but it seems like that industry trend isn't going to really go anywhere because of the majority of, uh, of gamers just play one game. Uh, and that's one or two, and that's it for them. Devin, yeah, what are your yeah. what are your thoughts on this, man? So I am a big fan of huge story expansions. Uh, Bethesda, I feel like, are the kings of making huge expansions that take you to different areas. They expand on what's already there in the game and st- stuff like that. I like I like you know new weapons, new characters, new story beats, new places to see, stuff like that. Uh, you know that that's that's what I like paying for getting added to like you know getting season passes for games like that that's worth it to me am i going to get the season pass for starfield 100 percent, 100 percent. you know because i know that that game is going to deliver me extra content with new things and new places and and a new story i already know that that's what i look for battle passes are they're they're money traps they really are because it's like, hey, buy the battle pass. Oh, you're not you you're not at the level for the thing you want. <laughs> buy ten more levels with our in-game currency. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's just very predatory in a lot of ways. Um, the the caveat I can say about like battle passes in multiplayer games, um, even for Call of Duty instance, even if you don't buy the battle pass, they still give you some free stages, just like Apex and Fortnite and stuff like that. But for Call of Duty, they come out with new maps now. Um, every season, like a couple maps every season, instead of you having to actually buy the maps. Because back in the day, you'd spend like 10 bucks to get two new maps. Now you spend 10 bucks, you get two new maps and a bunch of other things added on to it. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, sure. a give and take in that in that scenario. Um, but um, I am over a horse, um, you know, ornament being 15 bucks. <laughs> I'm over shit like that. Yeah, um, yes. We we saw we saw uh, Bethesda get drilled for it back in the day with Elder Scrolls of Oblivion with the horse armor, um, and we're kind of seeing it a little bit with uh, with Diablo Four. Like some of those skins are like thirty fucking dollars, dude. It's like what what are you doing yeah, here? It's just a transmog. It's not even like you know, yeah, it doesn't help you in the game. It's purely cosmetic. Yeah, Which some and... people say that's a good thing. But if I'm shelling thirty dollars, man, I want something yeah. way more, more than just a skin. Yeah, or like, or yeah. like at least like um, some guarantee that my money is going towards the game and not just lining corporate pockets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I, I would like companies to be more or game devs to be more transparent about where this money is going, right? Because I get it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're trying to make some extra bucks after, you know, the game's launch. But if me buying this cosmetic uh, gives you money to make a, a an expansion that adds a load of content that I enjoy, then maybe, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or like if like throw that shit in. Like, oh, if this pays for a free expansion, I'd be like, sure, 30 bucks for a skin. I can get another free expansion. Go ahead, you know, 
but I, I just think the prices are. I agree with you, Devin. I think the prices are just ridiculous. Yeah, it, these days. Yeah, and um, I it's it's. I feel like cosmetics deserve their place to be locked specifically within battle passes or in-game currency. In my opinion, I don't. I don't think it should be a. If you think about it, it's a 3D rendering of an NFT. That's what it fucking is. It's <laughs> like straight up. That, yeah, that's no, what a cosmetic 100%, is. Hundred percent. And I mean, like that's <sighs> that's was my point that I was making earlier. Is that like if I'm paying thirty dollars for something, I need more than just the instant gratification mm-hmm. of how my character looks. Like I need story. I need expansion on the character. I need gameplay mm-hmm. minutes. Like like you're not adding any more time to my gameplay by giving me a cool skin like i like a lot of times dlcs come with fucking skins we saw spider-man do that two times three times like they rolled Mm. out three new suits for spider-man every single dlc and it just came in a couple of free ones for shits and giggles yeah Yeah, Mm. and and even even for the steam release you get a skin Mm -hmm. like if you if you link your playstation you get a skin for just cuz um yeah, it's... I I feel like we can boil it down to is we are expansion people, and I think expansions deserve to be you know more prominent within the industry versus you know battle passes and stuff like that. It, in our opinions, of course, everybody has a different opinion on things. They're wrong, but I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> They're wrong. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I you so. also think that. Uh, PS5 okay, Slim don't, don't do that. I, don't I, think do that. It, I think it depends on the game for me. Because yeah. I think seasonal content works great for a live service game. I think that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but I, I, I just don't get... The, I think the, the one thing that I don't understand is season passes for narrative-driven games. I and, don't, yeah, I don't get ahead. that. Because like, it, it's a season pass for basically an ex, a DLC... That is uh, supposedly coming. It's already on its way, and mm-hmm. um, if you subscribe to the season pass, you just get the DLC. But I mean, it's it's, it's no different from just buying the DLC like straight up when it comes out, right? That, I, that's the one that I don't get. Like season yeah. passes for games that like uh, you know don't really. It doesn't really make sense to me. But like for for a live service game, I understand that for sure. Yeah, there is one thing. Uh, I'm going to get to you real quick. Um, there's one thing I've noted uh, with Halo Infinite. If you buy a season pass for that, you actually have access to that season pass and can continue to level that up even if the season ends, which I think is very consumer friendly because the biggest thing is, is for instance, for a lot of us, we'll buy a season pass. We don't finish it, right? I, I think if you bought that season pass, I think you're obligated to still level up that season pass throughout time because you paid the money for it, right? Yeah. I don't think you should be... Uh, it should go away after a couple months. I think that is a predatory way to do things. And I think the way that Halo Infinite did it um, is is the best example of how season passes should be. And hopefully, with that acquisition that uh, Microsoft just made, hopefully that that idea can be implemented more into those games because if something like that gets implemented into call of duty then that's going to go widespread everywhere else mm-hmm. no absolutely yeah i um i raised my hand because i just wanted to make sure that like it for me it's <clears throat> season pass stuff is very much paying more for more 
but DLCs have historically been paying less for more. And Mm -hmm. between these two things, one of these are the obvious better deal between the two that actually caters to us as gamers because we're invested into these characters and these stories and these universes, these worlds, what have you. Whereas the other one, yeah, as Shane mentions in chat, season passes are made to motivate you to play. But so are DLCs. And they do that from a standpoint that is you don't have to pay a million fucking dollars to stick around here for a year. Whereas in DLCs, you can just pay your flat price and you're good. You're a game and we can give you some rewards for paying that price. Yeah. Like as much as Arnell hates Skyrim, there's a reason why people still play Skyrim. Yeah, DJ. DJ. Um, <laughs> and, and, and when I was saying season pass, I didn't, I don't, I don't mean battle pass. Like, right, um, right, right. Th- those are two different things. I, I what I mean when I say season pass is, um, remember, I think it was Black Ops three, or like you could look at. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I can't remember an exact example. Yeah, but there was no, a season, I, I know exactly what you're talking like a about. Season pass, not a seasonal pass, but like a season pass where there was DLC already coming. But if you had the season, like, like you pay like sixty bucks. Another $60 for a year one pass, a year two pass. Basically, that's what I was talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. And you would get all the DLC that was supposed to release that year for $60. Because um, uh, I, I understand, like, uh, the confusion there. Uh, I was just trying to clear that because, like, sometimes the, you say season pass and it's like a battle pass in a game. They call it a season pass. And yeah, I, they, they and use it synonymously a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and in that respect, I, I respect season and battle passes in live service games. But the, the seasonal pass, uh, I get, like, that's what I was getting at, was uh, the, like, the prepay for expansion pass. That's basically what that we is. We get three like, seasons. Oh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, like, Rainbow Six Siege. Year one pass, you get these operators and yeah. access to this and that. Yeah, you know, or you could just purchase one operator, right? Or, or like just purchase in-game courtesy for one operator. That that mm. stuff I don't understand for a narrative game. Like, what do you mean a year one pass? For well, this, for a I, game, I like can explain Witcher that. You know, I can explain that for you just real quick. Uh, okay. Bethesda yeah. has done it a lot, um, and in most cases, it just gets you all the DLCs at like ten bucks off. Essentially, is what it which, does. Yeah, which is a great value if you think about it in ar- itself. Because arguably different, though, arguably different. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. like you're yeah. you're talking about just basically pre-ordering a year's worth of DLC, whereas in something like Rainbow Six Siege, for example, you're pre-ordering a bundle of the, seasonal the, like, passes. Like, there's no expansion yeah. to mm-hmm. what you're doing. It's not like you're getting you know, better guns or like, you know, better maps or different maps or anything like that. You're literally just getting like the maps that they provide you, which they would provide maybe two and then a new operator, two new operators that they drop that season. So you get what eight for the year that you're paying a hundred dollars for. And that does nothing for you besides give you a little bit of a difference in gameplay experience. And that's it. And and I I get the, I get the, what you're trying to say, Devin, with the, like, with story-driven games like like Bethesda games, um, with the ten dollars off, but still it, it it still doesn't make sense to me as a gamer and consumer to it's basically like pre-ordering like 
pre-ordering DLC. If that makes any sense, like, I mean, you could pre-order Phantom Liberty right now, but it's like a, an entire new expansion. That, but, yeah, like, and that that's what I'm talking about is they make season yeah. passes for expansions and stuff for like I, a lot yeah, of story. I just don't. Games. I just don't. I, I just don't get that portion. Like, I, I kind of do. If if you think about it, it's like upfront funding for that work they're continuing to do. Um, at least that's how I kind of look at it from my perspective. I mean, um, because if they, they, yeah. if they continue to do it, though, we've we've seen a, yeah. some studios recently kind of come under. They didn't even get a it, chance to roll out any deals. I feel you like know? it's yeah. I feel like it's pointless if they're already planning on pushing DLC. So why not just push it when it's out, like uh, or, or or make it on sale while it's out, you know? Or and there is no guarantee mm. that we will see this content. You know, if if I do pay for the pet, I mean, like they have the obligation to give it to me, but like anything can happen between that. I think uh, it really just depends on your trust in that specific studio. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. And it's a yeah, lot of trust. Yeah. It's a lot of trust. Yeah. I mean, and the, I guess I guess that kind of boils it down for all of us. It's like, can we continue to trust these developers with our money to consistently mm-hmm. create? consistently good content um that we think is going to be worth our time and money because i like for me it boils down to how like how much more am i going to play your game based on the amount of money i'm giving you to get more of that time investment right because i i know i explained to you guys before for me i do like like what was it like uh fucking like one hour for every two dollars that i pay is kind of like where mine's changed due to inflation but yes yeah yeah (laughs) like like my my ratio there is is kind of like is is hours versus dollars spent and if Mm -hmm. i'm if if i'm only playing your game for you know a, a smaller allotted amount of time but i'm paying more money to do so it doesn't make sense for me to do that and what they've done is kind of make created a business plan a business you know, term basically that says, Hey, instead of paying for, you know, a bigger chunk of money to have a bigger chunk of gameplay, you can pay a smaller chunk of money and maybe play a a smaller chunk of gameplay if you think it's deemable. And because of such, it's allowed them to be in a position where they can roll out dodgy, broken bullshit time and time again. That is unreliable. It's rarely good content. And it just continues to be this like, Oh, we spent the past three months making stuff that just looks different. And that doesn't sell for me. Tiny Tina's. Exactly. Tiny Tina's is a great example. Fortnite is a big example until they did this new, like fat, you know, gameplay change of like the, you know, guns, deathmatch stuff. Uh, yeah. greatest game in history. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, like, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a lot to it, man. I guess, I guess, you know, like, obviously, you guys at home know, you know, what side we're on, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I hope that we can see the return of, you know, DLC content kind of be like more of a prominent thing because I just want my money to be going towards something that I feel like I'm going to get payment for that, you know? I mean, like, Final Fantasy yeah. 15 did it perfectly. And Devin, you know what I'm talking about. We're like, they just gave oh, yeah. us, hey, every three months we're dropping a new chapter, a prequel to the story of what you played in the original game that or, or a side story of what you played in the original game. 30 bucks. It's yours. You can play it. It's an additional 15 hours. You get all sorts of cool skins and shit that go with it. There's, there's just so many benefits to that. And it doesn't feel to me 
It feels f- like a fucking facade to me to pay $10 yeah. <laughs> every like three months to get like three hours of gameplay extra, but you just look cool while you do it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't feel worth it to me anymore. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Well, I feel like we all sit in very, very uh, like-minded thoughts on, on, you know, what we think of DLC, Battle Passes, Season Power, whatever the hell you have it, and what is more worth it uh, when it comes to value for time and money. Um, Guys, uh, let's talk about our schedule this week because we are changing some things up here. Yes, we are. Um, Guys, nothing is going on Wednesday or Thursday because we're seeing Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, and I actually, let me rephrase that. It's because Thursday, we're not doing the Shipwreck Show and we are reviewing Mission Impossible. And that'll be here at 7 p.m. West Coast time. Tom Cruise running, uh, for- baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> running. Hey, he's jumping off motorcycles in this one. It looks and like a few I times, drove. too. I drove my motorcycle off a cliff. It's going to be so good. Nice dude. try. I'm so nice try. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> Friday, we're doing splash damage of the new Exo Primal release on just, Xbox listen, Game Pass. Boys, listen. I'm like getting more excited to play this game with you guys as we get closer. <laughs> I'm like so excited. Dude, uh, it I looks think pretty this fun. This game is going to stick around. They have like a Street Fighter collab lined up. Uh, with the, I mean, I know it's all Capcom, but like the fact that Capcom is doing collabs on with their own shit already, mm. they're doing a Monster mm. Hunter one. Mm. Like, come on, man! I'm like, I'm yeah. so oh, wait, a Monster Hunter collabs coming in too? Yeah, yeah, dude. dude so I, I didn't even like, know that. I definitely, I definitely know what exosuit I'm gonna play already. Damn, I have not looked into it. Yeah, at we, all. we we got to figure that out as a group, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Saturday, no content, no content. At all, we're not here. Absolutely none. Sorry, yeah, guys. None. Go fuck yourself for you. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Boo hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Cry about it, guys. Uh, please let us know what you think about uh, <laughs> DLCs and battle passes, and what you like more. Uh, you can join our Discord and talk about it in there. Um, but for now. This has been the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. West Coast, Best Coast time, right mm. here at twitch.tv forward slash Good Kraken Show. If you're riding this wave, you can head on over to our Discord where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and soon have early access before episodes go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. You can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or a board subscribing to our podcast channel by searching good crack and explanation point and leaving a review there we got to get going but until next time oh i was was really hoping one of you guys had something to say um uh, let's see dark souls Uh, episode uh, cost 15 dollars Dark Souls yeah. Prepare to Die uh, DLC was the greatest uh, DLC ever. Our, our season pass for our seasonal content coming soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you can Here subscribe you. to my seasonal pass at OnlyFans.com slash Coco Nuts. Yeah. 
the 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 I family like version of this show is 19.99 per month. <laughs> Make sure you do all your challenges and dailies. Yeah. 